learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, Season 4, Episode 15. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Stephanie McNeil. When a woman's partner is unfaithful, it is not uncommon for their entire life to unravel. Stephanie McNeil's passion and pleasure is to see women bounce back from this stressful experience, forgive everyone who hurt them, and live out their God-given purpose. She helps women go from heartbreak to happy after infidelity so that ultimately they have the power to live their best lives. Through her seven-year forgiveness coaching journey, Stephanie discovered that it takes three things for a woman to recover from infidelity. Process, accountability, and community. A three-braided cord is not easily broken, and she invites affected women to join her community on Facebook. Her education and training includes a MBA in marketing, certification in prep, a scientifically-based, empirically-tested method of teaching relationship education sponsored by the National Institutes of Health, a licensed facilitator of Identity and Destiny, which provides a step-by-step guide to help you find, know, and live your God-given purpose. She also has certifications in teaching entrepreneurship to adults and children. Previously, she served as women's ministry leader and is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. She is the mother of four and a recent divorcee. Stephanie also loves reading, writing, learning, and the adventure of travel. To connect with Stephanie, please visit her website at freedtolove.com. Or if you would like to schedule some time to talk to her, visit talktostephanie.com. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Stephanie McNeil. Stephanie, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me here. You're welcome. So I read your bio and I want to say kudos to you for taking the charge to help women recover from infidelity by being a forgiveness coach. That's awesome. Mhm. Yep. You know that whole thing has been evolving because it's more like I want to spread the message about forgiveness and infidelity just happens to be a part of my story both as a child and as an adult and you know it's one of those topics that people feel very uncomfortable about talking about yet it's happening and it happens all the time and a lot of times people don't move past it or they move past it, but there's still residue. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be a forgiveness catalyst. So to encourage people to, you know, really be freed from those things that happened to us as a child, those things that happened to us in our lives so that we can 
you know, live our purpose and um, do everything that we're called to do. Yes, thank you. I love that. I love that. Okay. So are you ready to talk about leadership? I am. I am. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize Mm -hmm. it or not. Would you agree, Stephanie? Mm -hmm. I do. Yes, definitely. And can you tell us why you feel this way? Well, you know, the thing that comes to mind to me is because like mothers, a lot of times, you know, I was a stay at home mom for five years. I had this five year theme going in my life where every five years I was changing roles and having been in the corporate world and then, you know, was a stay at home mom. A lot of times people would say things, you know, if someone's a a stay at home mom, you know, to think that they were not you know, because they didn't work outside the home, that they didn't have a job. When I actually read somewhere that said that a stay-at-home mom has the equivalent of a $250,000 a year job. And so whether you be a, a mom, an employee, or, you know, in the corporate world, of course, there are opportunities to lead there. But Everybody is leading somebody in their particular sphere of influence. Everybody has the opportunity to lead because I challenge the idea of leadership. Leadership is not just someone who's out front and doing something, but it's also people who serve, people Mm -hmm. who are servants. Those are the leaders. Yes. Yes, I totally agree with you. And I like uh, what I heard you say was leaders basically come in all forms and they don't have to come with a title. And like you said, they don't have to be up in the front waving their hands. They could be in the crowd helping to organize people or pick garbage up off the floor, but they're still leading. That's right. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Okay, so Stephanie, can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? (laughs) Well, back in the day, they didn't call it a leader. They called me bossy. Yes. You know? so, <laughs> so it was not a leader. It was like, she's already trying to boss somebody. So really for as long as I can remember, I was always doing something. And I suspect it came from my parents who were leaders in our small community. I grew up in a small community in Arkansas. But I was always influencing people to do things that were likely out of their comfort zone. And so that's really where it started. And I didn't recognize it as leadership until later in my life when people would say, you know, you're a leader or, you know, I developed my LinkedIn profile and, you know, how they have all those different skills and I would always come up high in leadership. And I was like, what are they talking about? I was just doing what it is that I thought that I should be doing at that time. And I, I really, you know, I blazed a lot of trails. I did things that people, I just would see a need and do it. I would never think about, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or whatever. It was, you know, if God put it in my heart to do I just set out to do it. And I'm only in my later years learning that leadership is about servanthood mm-hmm. and it's about serving others. So I love um, that. It's, it's been for a while. Yes. Okay. And I love that. So it's been in you the whole time to, like you said, you saw a need and you did it like that servantship right there. But yet, you know, you didn't know the concept 
for let's say the wording so to say but those actions were like instilled like that was something that you did without knowing exactly right what it was yeah. I love that and I feel like we do that even how we lead ourselves and just go about our day we're doing great things but we may not be giving ourselves the credit or understanding how big a little small thing can be so Right. Yeah. I always felt uncomfortable with the word leadership, you know, yes. being a leader. I just always felt uncomfortable with that. But, you know, if that's what I am, then I am committed to being who I am. Yes. Yes. It's funny you say that. I feel like a lot of people feel uncomfortable with leader. Like they don't want to think of themselves as a leader, but we have to lead ourselves every day by choosing, mm-hmm. to, up, choosing to pursue your entrepreneurship dreams, choosing to go to corporate America, choosing to take care of the home and raise the kids and Mm -hmm. whatever you may do. Like that's all leadership. But yet for some reason, people like to run away from this title or something about the title. Something about the title. Yeah. yeah. Something about it. I think it's interesting. I guess people feel like they're a target. If the, you know, because leaders are targeted, you know, they, they always go to the person at the head and they're the ones that are responsible if something goes wrong. So maybe that's it. Yeah, I will agree with that, too, that some people choose not for the responsibility. But yeah, we have it anyway. Right. It's funny. You, right. When you said um, people called you bossy. So when I realized I was a leader, it was when I saw my little sisters doing some of the stuff that I wasn't necessarily happy you know, to be doing. And they were copying me, right? So to me, mm. it came as, oh, I'm a role model. So that was the mm. first time that I saw myself in that authoritative position. But then mm-hmm. I didn't call it a leader. I called it a role model, right? Mm. So, mm-hmm. You know, it comes with different titles. and But it all is that responsibility to do something better that some people may shy away from while others may embrace. So. I agree. I definitely agree. Okay, so in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I Mm -hmm. outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the Mm -hmm. intention of helping others do the same. Stephanie, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? Mm. Well, I really have to think about that code of leadership because I love that term, code of leadership. It sounds so official. (laughs) But I would have to say, because I grew up an only child, it's just, you know, only children a lot of times struggle with, you know, being a people pleaser. And that is just something that I have found to be true of a lot of only children. And so during my journey of life, you know, I had a a difficult relationship that I was working through and we were having a very, uh, I call it heated fellowship conversation. Mm -hmm. And I had an epiphany because I realized that the reason why, well, one of the reasons why this relationship was so difficult for me is because I felt like this person didn't accept me or didn't like me. Mm. And as soon as you know, that light bulb moment came to me as the reason why I had the problem, you know, is like God just downloaded something, a light bulb moment. It was like, I was struggling with this person liking me. And then I realized, Hey, God likes you. God loves you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it was like, once I realized that, that really freed me. Because I was being held captive by the thoughts and the ideas and whatever of other people. 
And then when I ran across the verse that says that if a man's or woman's ways pleases the Lord, even his enemies are at peace with him. You know, that just really gave me what I needed. That was exactly what I, that's how I try to live by. So when you talk about code of leadership, that's because you're not going to, you may not treat everybody the same way because everybody is a different person. But the goal is to treat everybody fairly. So, you know, that verse just really helped me, you know, as I interact with people is to please God. Now, they may not be happy, you know, but it might be the righteous thing to do, you know? Yes, yes, I do. I do. And I agree. And I heard a few things. I heard a few things. But what I took away was your code of leadership, like you said, is to treat people fairly. Right. And I do understand your struggle. I, well, in my later years, my mother had more children, but I was the only child for nine years. So one of my, it's so funny, one of my or what they call it, my personality traits and one of those tests I took is called woo. So it's important for me to win people over. When I just heard you say that, I'm like, oh, well, that's because I was the only child for so long, you know? Mm. But yeah, but like you said, like, you know, if God is for me, who can be against me? And then yes. we, can, we can get lost in our heads and lost in that, you know, where mm-hmm. as long as we're putting our best foot forward, like you said, treating everyone fairly, some people are going to like us. Some people are not. But at the end of the day, we're going to go forth and do what we That's doing. right. Yeah, that's right. I love that. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failures. For myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons. Take more of an optimistic view. But step mm-hmm. here, your view on failure and what it means to you. You know, that's, ooh, that's a very touchy word, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but when, when I think about failure, it reminds me of the quote from Henry Ford. I, I used to teach entrepreneurship to kids and they had this little quote in this book. And what it said was that failure is only an opportunity to start over more intelligently. And that really, really stuck with me because when you think about, I don't know if you know the story of Henry Ford, Mm -hmm. but he was working on a motor to power a car. You know, I don't know when it was, but he had over 200 iterations of this motor trying to get it to power a car. And, you know, along his journey, people tried to get him to quit. They offered him jobs. They ridiculed him, talked about him, everything, but he, one thing he didn't do was to give up. He knew what he wanted and he did not stop until he actually, you know, made that motor power, that car. And so, you know, in those quote unquote failure moments that I have, I try to think about that. You know, failure is only an opportunity to start over more intelligently. Or you can look back and say, well, I know what not to do. You mm-hmm. know, I know what doesn't work. And, you know, that I really had to use that to forgive myself, you know, because, you know, in my journey of life, I made a mistake like over and over and over and over and over again, you know, trying to get something to work. And at the end of the day, because I share the same thing with you, that optimism, 
you know, sometimes you can be optimistic to a fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so, so even though I subscribe to that, you know, failure is an opportunity to start over more intelligently. There is like an end to that. There is an end to that. Okay. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. And I do agree with you in reference to using our failures as our opportunities. And mm-hmm. I love that as far as having to forgive yourself. I think I've went through the same thing, right? Because you can fall into that, what was me? You know, I know a lot of people, oh, I should have been here by this age. I should have did this. I should have did that. You know, and, mm-hmm. and that mindset stops you from looking at what you did do. Figuring out mm-hmm. what new work and coming up with a new action plan. Like it's okay. that's right. You're not dead. So what's next? What's next? There what's you next? go. <laughs> you know, and, and that's how we keep. Yes. Going. Okay. So Stephanie, can you share a time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? Okay. So, you know, I think like a you know being a stay at home mom that taught me a lot about leadership you know, because you are definitely leading children. And so I could say my role as a mother, sometimes I felt like I've been a failure. And the reason I say that is because when I have seen my mistakes in my children, you know, when they have mimicked my behavior, when they have got picked up a bad habit from me, you know, that is an eye opener. Mm-hmm. But it also was a motivation to change. You know, when I had one of my daughters to, you know, repeat a behavior that I, you know, despised. And I had to really look at myself and say, well, she saw that behavior in you, you know. And man, that was just uh, a sobering moment mm-hmm. because it's like, okay. The only way that she is going to learn anything different is for me to be different. And so I've used that as my catalyst to change. So I don't look at it as failure, you know, because I believe that it's not the thing that happened to you. It's what you say to yourself about the thing that happened to you. Mm -hmm. I really watch my words and I try to not attach those types of words to myself because that can be a downward spiral. And so, you know, I go back to the Henry Ford. It's just an opportunity to start over. Okay. Thank you. I love that. And I do agree with you. And what I heard is lead by example, right? Because mm-hmm. by example, we don't have to worry about whether a person is doing right or wrong, if we're leading in the correct way, or I wouldn't say we don't have to worry about it, but at least we know that we did our part to plant mm-hmm. those seeds of goodness, so to say. And I can definitely relate to you as far as seeing some of our negative behaviors in those around us. That is definitely, like you said, a sobering experience. I experienced that with my sisters. I experienced that with my daughter as well. So I know exactly what you mean. And I love what you said. It's a catalyst for change. You you may not see those things in yourself or you may not want to judge yourself. But when you see the people you love doing stuff that you're like, wait a minute. Ooh, that mirror. Yes, that's when it's like, wait a minute. Yes, so I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so sure. You feel it's easier or harder 
or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? Hmm. Well, you know, quote unquote, they say it's harder for women. And, you know, you hear about women, particularly black women, you know, is low on the totem pole when it comes to earnings and things like that. However, I really don't even consider that. Because I just believe that whatever you put your mind to, you believe in yourself, surround yourself with the proper support and resources, you can do it. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. And, you know, and I believe I got that from birth. You know, being an only child, it was like I was the last hope of much my parents, you know, and and they they always made me feel like I could do anything I wanted to do. And so I never think, oh, I'm a woman. I can't do that. Uh, You know, that doesn't cross my mind at all, even though in society, when you look at the numbers, the numbers say that. However, I don't let being a woman stop me from doing whatever it is that I want to do. I mean, look at Oprah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You know, look at Sheila Johnson, okay? Mm-hmm. Look at these women leaders who are, look at Ava DuVernay. I mean, look at all of these examples we had. So I don't want to use being a woman as an excuse for me doing or not doing what my purpose is. Okay. Thanks for that. And I do, I like that mindset of, I don't focus on that. I don't focus on that. I focus on doing what I came here to do. And that's Mm -hmm. it. And I love the fact that your parents always made you feel like you could do anything because when you have that kind of foundation, it changes the way you look at things and it changes the way you approach things. And it gives you a courage that other people may not have. But I will say the, uh, the flip side of that is when reality hits you and life hits you, you know, you really have to have something else besides what your parents put in you to be able to put, pick yourself up and bounce back from that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There is a flip side to that, you know, Uh and as I've learned through living, you know, so you got to have balance. So that's what it's really about trying to balance that thing out and having that support system and having the resources. Those are all so important. Yes. Yes. No, I totally get it. Right. Because yeah, it gives you the courage to, I can do anything I want, but everything you do may not work out. Right. So to, mm-hmm. like you said, to have that bounce back to know like, it's okay. And now, mm-hmm. What else am I going to mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Right. Okay. And not tie your identity into that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So productivity is a hot topic right now. As mm-hmm. it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As mm-hmm. a successful leader, this is a must. Stephanie, do you have any productivity tips to share with us? <laughs> it's funny you ask me that because uh, <laughs> I have to be honest. This is an area that I'm growing in, you know. Okay, um, okay. It's an area, you know, that's why you have to know yourself. I don't know if you've ever uh, taken the DISC profile. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I score exactly the same for D and I. So knowing that I have to have an S in my life 
<laughs> and S helps me to keep it moving. So that's what works for me as a leader. You know, knowing who you are, knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and not allowing your weaknesses to define you, not allowing your strengths to totally define you. Like I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable with who I am. And so I don't consider it a weakness to say, hey, this is an area that I struggle with just like, you know, a whole lot of other people, you know. But what leaders do is that they surround themselves with resources, you know, they surround themselves with support. And the other thing that's like vitally important for me is accountability. So having an S in my life provides the accountability that I need to keep moving forward. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. I love that. And that's, um, I want to say that may be a different take on this question, but I see how it actually fits, right? Because I see a productivity tip being to know your strengths and weaknesses, like you said, right? Because if you know what you're good at and what you're not good at, you can be more productive as opposed to a person that's trying to work in their weakness. And Mm -hmm. and you know this is your weakness, so you delegate that out. You seek accountability to help you. And then you focus on your strengths. So that is actually a way to be productive. Yes. Thanks for that. Okay. Stephanie, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? Mm. Let's see. Blessed my leadership. Well, by far, I would definitely say working with a coach or a mentor is like it's been a coach, mentor, and spiritual advisor. I have a lot of those people in my life. Well, not a lot, but I have that in my life. Because I believe that in order to have balance in your life, there are three relationships that are vital. One in which you are being poured into, one in which you have a sort of a peer relationship, and then one in which you are the one doing the pouring. And I think that this, to have those relationships in place, challenges you in ways, all different kinds of ways that causes you to keep growing and you're growing in different areas. And because each of those relationships require a different thing out of you and it pulls a different thing out of you. So that's what's blessed my leadership is to come to that realization. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. I love that. I love, and I I agree with you as far as the importance of a coach, a mentor, a spiritual advisor. And I wish I actually would have figured that out a lot sooner. Like, you know, <laughs> you gotta, you know how they say, don't reinvent the wheel, right? Like that's right. Under the sun. So seek that's out right. people who have been there and done that so that they can help you be more successful and navigate the terrains of life. So that's right. But I love your three relationships because that's very true. We need to be poured into, we need to have peer relationships and we need to pour out. So mm-hmm. I love that. And yes, mm-hmm. figuring that out is a blessing. Yeah, it was for me. Okay. So Stephanie, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? Well, I think the best advice that I have learned, and it was from reading a book, (laughs) and that is to master yourself. Once you learn how to master yourself, you have got the power. 
You know, a big problem that I feel that people have is giving their power away in a negative way. The only power that others have over you is the power that you give them, you know? So don't give your power away in a negative way. And that could be, you know, like, say for instance, if you're in traffic and you cut somebody off or somebody cuts you off, you know, and they anger you to the point that you give a response. I mean, it probably was a simple mistake, but by you, you know, engaging in negative, you know, interaction, to me, that's giving your power away. You know, it was a mistake. Say, I'm sorry and move on, you know? And, um, I would also say working on yourself continually because, you know, we are works in progress and we are I believe we are to continually work to improve ourselves. But really, if I had to sum it up, if I had to sum up, you know, mastering yourself, it's really about finding your purpose and doing it. And hopefully, you know, once you get to that point, you find that it's a really about serving others. So we all were given a gift. Some of us are given many gifts. And so the way that we express those gifts is in the service of other people. You know, it's like you master yourself in order to give, to give the best of yourself, to give the best of your gifts, to give the best of your talents. So if I have ever received, well, I feel like the best advice that I've received is to learn how to master myself. And that's a continuous job. Yes. <laughs> That's a continuous job. Yes. 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 I love that. And I agree with you, right? Because you said master yourself. Then you said work on yourself. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, you, it's, it's like a wheel, right? It keeps going. It keeps going. It keeps going. And you mm-hmm. and you to improve and become better. And I love how you said you have to master yourself and work on yourself in order to serve others. So they all go hand in hand mm-hmm. in, in the grand scheme of things. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Stephanie, you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? (laughs) Well, this was great. This is actually my first podcast interview, so I hope it's the first of many. Wow, yay, yay. This season is so funny. This season I had a few firsts. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm happy that Sheila's podcast was your first interview. Yay. Me too. It's exciting. Yes. I want to thank you again for being a guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Oh, okay, Nicole. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. So I am the podcast host of the Free to Love podcast, and it is a space where women share their stories and their truth. It's a place where they can be heard and celebrated and have real conversations that act as a catalyst for change, strength, and growth so that they can break through their past and live a life of freedom through forgiveness. And they can find the podcast as well as my website at freed2love.com. That's F-R-E-E-D, the number two, love.com. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. We appreciate your insight today. Thank you, Nicole. I really 
enjoyed this interview with Stephanie, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Stephanie's viewpoint on the importance of self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness improves our productivity as well as our emotional and mental well-being. If we aim to move forward in life, then self-forgiveness is essential for the journey. We will not always do things the right way, but thankfully, self-forgiveness is our safety net to ensure we do not get stuck on what didn't work. According to Stephanie, it's not what happens to you, it's what you say to yourself about what happens to you. We have to treat ourselves with compassion as often as needed while we continually work to improve in our weak areas. I admire Stephanie's commitment and dedication to improving herself so she could be a better mother. Stephanie attributes the experiences from being a stay-at-home mom to increasing her leadership capacity. In order to do anything, we need some type of motivation. In this instance, Stephanie's children motivated her to eliminate negative behaviors from her life in an effort to set a positive example. When aiming for the higher mark, we must find our motivation so we can continue to improve. A quote by George Bernard Shaw reads, those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. I can relate to Stephanie's previous struggles with being optimistic to a fault, as I have experienced the same. Being optimistic to a fault consists of holding on to something that isn't working with the undying hope of success. Ironically, having this pleasant nature can make life more difficult. Successful leaders know when to call it quits. Although I would not trade my optimism for the world, I now also realize that when the writing is on the wall, the writing is on the wall. To avoid being optimistic to a fault, we must be okay with walking away from anything that is not bringing out the best in us. A quote by Tony Morgan reads, you get to decide where your time goes. You can either spend it moving forward or you can spend it putting out fires. You decide. And if you don't decide, others will decide for you. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Stephanie mentioned how important it is to maintain our power. When we maintain our power, we do not allow ourselves to be taken out of character by anyone at any time. According to Stephanie, once you learn how to master yourself, you have got the power. I will make it my business to master myself by continually exploring my strengths, weaknesses, and triggers so that I can establish and maintain my power. Having power over my life is important to me, so I will do what is required to achieve this goal. A quote by Sanita Barula reads, it is not as much about who you used to be as it is about who you choose to be. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. My leadership challenge for you would be to think about the one thing that you can take away from this episode and adopt into your life. 
I know it's hard to absorb too much information at one time, and it's even harder to try and implement too many changes at once. When I attend a training or listen to podcasts, I aim to walk away with at least one thing that stuck out to me and one way that I can change as a result. I challenge you to do the same. If you decide to take me up on my challenge, I would love to know about your key takeaway. If you care to share, please go to the She Leads podcast discussion group on Facebook and leave your comments under the Takeaway Thursday post for season four, episode 15. Don't forget to subscribe to She Leads podcast for first access to future episodes. And also like and share this episode of She Leads podcast entitled Forgive Yourself with Stephanie McNeil. Thanks. And until next time, be empowered and empower on.